Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you could set aside whatever's keeping you awake, whether it's thoughts, feelings, physical sensations, time, temperature, scheduling. I mean, anything having to do with scheduling. But like if you're working a second or a third shift, or your schedule's changed, you got schedule on the brain. That wasn't in that game. What if there were, here's the thing, I didn't think I would talk about this for the intro, but there used to be a a, a board game. It actually wasn't a board game. It was called, uh, I can't think of a way to describe it without a, opportunity, Uh, but it was a physical game. Like if we combine, uh, uh, anyway, let me get back. I'll I'll try to get back to that because I was thinking, well, well, we'll get to it in a second. If you're new here, welcome. This is a podcast that goes off topic really fast, but it's also a podcast to, to, to be here and to put you to sleep. What I'm going to try to do is create a safe place where you could set aside whatever's keeping you awake. Also, I think I'll repeat myself accidentally when I get flustered or mixed up. Uh, and the way I'm going to do that is uh, I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to use lulling, soothing, creaky, dulcet tones, uh, rustified meanders, uh, tangents, I'd say maybe once in a while I use some greasy tangents or well-greased tangents. Well-worn meta- metaphors are so well-worn that people say those are a bit worn out, uh, Scoots. A bit like your shoes and your sneakers and your, I'd say, yep, what, I like to be on the other side of well-worn uh, because, uh, I, I don't know, actually I don't even, I just find myself on, on the, uh, I think there could be an autobiography in there for Gingerbread Press. On the other side of Well Worn. There you go. Does, has Rip Torn wrote a book about uh, Rip Torn's life? Because uh, I could, I could sell that title to you. My life is Rip Torn. Or maybe it could be My Life is a Rip Torn Impersonator. I don't know if there is anybody out there, but that's an option. The other side of Well Worn. My life impersonating Rip Torn. Maybe I could do that. Maybe that'll be my fourth or fifth act. Uh, Say, what happened to that sleep podcast? Well, Scoots uh, really went, they call it niching down, I believe. Uh, He became a Rip Torn impersonator. And as beloved as Rip Torn is, I think his timing was a bit off. And so that's what happened to so yeah he's out he may be out there he did write a book it was it was not it was an imaginary book it was written and published within his imagination and he was also trying to do a podcast intro by the way oh thanks for bringing me back there scoots uh also by the way i don't mean to interrupt myself with myself but i don't think we can do in a rip torn and impersonation right yet that's why one day we will okay anyway if you're new Welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. If you're really new, uh, just kind of sit back and see how it goes. This podcast doesn't work for everybody. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Uh, so kind of maybe passively observe it, like a rambling, uh, rip-torn impersonator who's without that. You say, well, you, like, that would be a way, I guess it is a metaphor for the podcast. You say, well, you're not impersonating rip-torn. Uh, or, and it's not, it's an impressionist, actually. My life was rip-torn impressionist, and the impersonator are two different things. And they say, okay, yeah, just kick back and wonder about that. Why, why, wonder why I became a rip-torn, you know, why I've got that caught up in my brain cycles. So passively kind of observe the podcast, see how it goes. Doesn't work for everybody. For, for most people, it works for it takes a few tries. Here's the structure of the show. Starts off with some business. That's how we keep the show going. Then that's all at sleepwithmepodcast.com. Then uh, an intro, which is around 12 to 14 to 13 to 15 minutes, where I try to explain what the podcast is in a verbose way, I'd say, with extra double, double the verbosity. Uh, half the vocabulary, double the verbosity. 
Hardy Har. I don't even play in uh, this time. Sometimes, occasionally, extra Riptorn references. Just because Riptorn sounds good. Riptorn's an actor, by the way, uh, but also just a great name. Like, so, Riptorn is so Riptorn, you say, I don't even think about it, 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 like, until I say it 50 times. You say, wow, how, like, did you come up with that on the fly, or did you brainstorm, like, 800 names, and you said, that's the one? You know, I I would say probably it was the first one, but it could have been the second one. You say, well, it really gives insight into my, the human condition, which I'm trying to get at. And I love papyrus. Okay, so oh, so the issue there's an intro where I just talk a lot and I try to explain what the show is and I kind of demonstrate what the show is. And you can skip over the intro, but the majority of the listeners use it as they prepare for bed, or you know, as they're doing their wind down and their teeth brushing, and their animal petting. And they're bombing, you know, palm bombing, elbow bombing, you know, their shoulder padding, padding, not padding. Uh, maybe the no shoulder pads in bed. Uh, so I'm thinking of like, what if, it, well, probably don't want to have uh, pajamas with shoulder pads. What about shoulder pillow? No, we'll just call them shoulder pillows. Also, sometimes your brain interrupts me with ideas during the podcast. That's a part of the intro and the whole podcast as a whole. So that's the intro. Then there's some business between the intro and the story. And then there's a bedtime story. Tonight we'll be talking about uh, Star Trek The Next Generation in a way that uh, mildly resembles the original TV show, uh, based in a loving appreciation of it. But mostly I say, well, uh, you know, why did Data turn this way? Or what's up with Lore's outfit? Things like that. And so that'll be, and then we'll have some thank yous at the end. So it's a structure show. A couple of things to know if you're new. You don't need to listen to me. You may have figured that out already. May have demonstrated that. I'm just here to keep you company. And that goes with the second part. No pressure to listen. No pressure to fall asleep. I'm going to be here for about an hour. I make this show, one, because I've been there. Two, because like tossing and turning, overthinking, all that, not being able to fall asleep and wondering why or trying everything and getting frustrated and feeling lonely sometimes. So that's why I want to keep you company because I've been lonely in the deep, dark night. So this really has a lot of meaning for me, uh, which just now this intimacy just brought me off of my second topic, which I forgot uh, because I've been there. Uh, Hmm. Forgetfulness is another part of the show. Uh, yeah, but okay. Why? I, I don't know what I was talking about. I mean, but that's really why I make the show because I've been there. Why don't you need to listen? Why would it help you fall asleep? Uh, uh, I don't know. I guess I was trying to make more. I was trying to go through a list, but uh, that's the real reason I make the show is because I've been there and I want to help. I don't know. Let me go on to the other metaphor because I was thinking about that game. Did I give all the background? Yeah, basically, you don't need to listen to me. I'll be here oh, whether you can fall asleep or not. I'll be here to the very end because they make the show as much as for people to quickly fall asleep if it works for them as I do for the people that can't sleep. I'll be here till the end keeping you company. I think that's what I was meaning with that is like, uh, I'll be here whether you fall asleep fast or not. I'm here for you. But I was thinking about that game, the the operandi game. It was like you take a piece of tweezers, you take a built-in set of tweezers and you take different things out. I don't. I never played the game by the rules, and they'd say water underneath thousand dollar feet. That's the way the ad went, and you do the person you take out of like a, the fun, the funny, uh, the funny elbow, and uh, it was, I was water water underneath thousand dollar feet. That was the only one, but it was like a game of like a, a steady hand. What was they saying? What brought up that game? Something about, like, I was thinking about people, like, uh, your gray matter. But what if there was another version? That's, like, the physical health version, an imaginary one. But what if there was one of your emotional and limbic, your lizard and mammalian brains, brain stem, all that other stuff that I might know nothing about? 
you know, you got your thoughts, feelings, and physical sensations sometimes are related to your thoughts and feelings. What if there was a, so like a mental health version, a fun, positive mental health version? Like you say, okay, can you get, can you get the malaise out for 500? And they say, well, I don't know what, I can't identify malaise. I mean, it can identify what it feels like in my love of saying the word malaise, but I can't find it. And they say, well, that's part of the game. Sounds more like something, it sounds like more like it, it needs to be uh, better developed. Oh, really? Tell me more. Wait, tell me more. Is that what I'm supposed to get out next? No, no, that's the card I have. It says, says tell me more for 500. Oh, which one of us gets 500 points? Oh, tell me more about how you're, tell me more about how you're feeling about who gets the 500 points. Well, I'm feeling like I, if I'm the one telling you more, I should get the 500 points. Uh, but if you tell me what, where malaise is on this game board and I can get it out with these, I guess you wouldn't use tweezers because I've never been anywhere. Uh, what about a phlebo- phlebotomy version? That's where you used to study. That could be another version of the game, or that could be the add-on, the phlebotomy. I think that's where you identify, instead of reading someone's palm, you say, well, okay, this little notch in your skull here, you know, tells me you're going to be, you'll be so sleepy tonight, sleeping so good. But that could be, that could be a possible board game or board, you know, boring board game, uh, I'm trying to think what else, you know, you do like, uh, dissatisfied. I guess that's malaise. Uh, I don't know. I guess in my game, I haven't written anything other than tell me more in malaise for my version, but I could kickstart that. Maybe we could get someone that actually knows how to do that. Like, uh, uh, Matthew from the oatmeal or something. I don't know. But, uh, so that's, uh, that's a good game pitch. I don't know how that's a metaphor for the podcast, uh, other than the fact that I, I want to be here to help you, I, I guess that that could be a game that like it teaches you some sort of coping strategies or learning. And I don't know if this podcast is really meant to teach you anything. More to validate, it really. I don't always say that word right up front. I try to keep it subtextual, but I, I believe you deserve a good night's sleep. I also believe that it sucks that you can't sleep, and I'm sorry. And I'd like to help. Now, as I said, the podcast does not work for everyone. But that's why I make the show. As I said, like, I've been there. Uh, sometimes it's like waking up. Sometimes it's not being able to fall asleep. Sometimes it's like, what the heck? I uh, haven't had caffeine in 18 hours. Why can't I just drift off into dreamland? So that's why I make the show. I've been doing it a, a while now. And if you're new, give it a few tries and see how it goes. It's no pressure for the podcast to work for you or not. Uh, I just like it to help if it can or to keep you company if it can. I have a contingent of listeners that have very strong sleepless stuff. So they listen all the way to the end. And I have a contingent of listeners that listen during the day that say, hey, I need a little soothing during the day, a little distraction or when I'm in traffic or whatever. Uh, so I'm here. I'm here to try to help. And I guess that's it. I appreciate you coming by and checking the show out or being here night after night. I'm glad I can help. Uh, and that's it. I work hard and I strive to help you fall asleep. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me. The podcast that puts you to sleep. We do with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you could set aside uh, whatever's keeping you awake, whether it's uh, thoughts, uh, feelings, physical sensations, uh, changes in time, temperature, routine, travel, whatever's keeping you awake, I, I, I'd like to take your mind off of that. I'm going to uh, take this safe place. I'm going to move my hand in a counterclockwise position. Oh, no, that's clockwise position. It's actually in motion. Um, I'm smoothing this uh, safe place down. And now I'm going to go counterclockwise, which I could see is counterclockwise in uh, it de-ruffle, 
And now I'm going to go, you know, say, I'm, now I'm going to do some smoothing. Oh, and now I'm going to take my thumbs and my forefingers. And I'm going to pull, pull this uh, safe place uh, taut. Uh, and then I'm going to pat it and say, hey, welcome to the safe place. Uh, I want you to feel treated. I'm glad you're here. It's important you're here. But it's also not super important. I mean, I want you to feel treated with dignity and respect. Uh, but this place is, uh, not only is it safe, I, I want it to be, I don't know if I can make it devoid of pleasure. Uh, devoid's a nice word. Maybe we could come back to that, devoid. It also rhymes with something from my childhood. So I'll cross my fingers on that. But I want it to be a place with low pressure, where you could say, okay, I'm relaxing here. And if you're new, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to use lulling, soothing, creaky, dulcet tones and pointless meanders, extra ta tangents. Uh, I'm going to go off topic. I'm not going to make a lot of sense. You know, there'll be a bit of sense in here, but it is a bit goofy and senseless. So, like, just for example, structurally, if you're new, a show starts off with a few minutes of business. That's how we keep the show free and going. Then there's an intro, which is about 12 minutes of me explaining what the show is, which for some people I say, well, that's, isn't that? And I say, well, it's part of the method. It's part of the wind down. It's part of me reminding you that I'm glad you're here and that you deserve a good night's sleep. And it's also attempted to be a little bit fun, uh, like uh, where I can t try to take the seriousness out of your day. And you could use it while you unwind at home, while you brush your teeth, while you when you first get in bed, or you could listen after you're comfortable. Some people fall asleep during the intro. Some people use it to unwind. Uh, some people skip it, and some people listen to it during the day as well. So whatever works for you. There's no pressure. Uh, but again, don't put any pressure on the podcast because it really will. Uh, it's mushy. So you say, well, I'm pre I want this thing to make sense. I want to understand it. I say, well, yeah, I've been doing these. I've done whatever, 700-something episodes, and I still have not found a concise way to explain the podcast, even to people, you know, at least people I'm related to or know me. They say, well, that reminds me of you. Uh, so give it a shot, uh, it, but it doesn't work for everybody. Creaky dulcet tones, they may grow on you, or for a few people, they that you say, well, those are more like a creaky, the creaky dulcet uh, tones make me want to, you know, whatever, whatever, just take some don'ts or have a little, have a little groan. I say, okay, well, give it a few tries. There's no pressure uh, for you to like this show or to like me. It, just give it a shot. I'm, I'm here to help. I'm here to be your friend. If I can be, I'm a, I guess I'm an application status uh, to say, hey, could I be, could I, could, could you trust me? Well, you know, let, let's give it a shot. Uh, I'm, I'm, I mean, the onus is on me to talk pointlessly and bore you to sleep. Uh, but the reason to make the show is because I've been there, uh, unable to fall asleep, tossing and turning. Even last night after reading and not being able to keep my eyes open. Uh, and then I said, what in the heck? Why am I sensing all these things that are we get weren't when I was reading they weren't getting on my, my uh, they weren't getting my attention uh, and my eyes wouldn't stay open but as soon as I close that book up I say hey we we need you know let's analyze this uh, so I've been there and I believe you deserve a good night's sleep it's, oh structure show tonight so there'll be an intro some business between the intro and the show. And tonight will be like part of our retrospective because we just crossed 700 episodes. So it'll just be a look back at a, a little bit of the history of the show and then uh, the last 100 episodes, uh, but in a real slow, meandering way. So th that'll be this episode. And some people say, well, it's a little, you know, I say, well, it's uh, to celebrate uh, everything the listeners have been along on this journey. It's also good bedtime story material. When I say, huh, did I remember? What was that episode about? Uh, oh, I remember that. Charles Dickens is the name. Uh, Scoots is telling lulling non-anecdotes about me. It's the game. Uh, so what I was saying earlier is like one of my goals is to make uh, a bedtime, oh, devoid of pressure. So that's another thing. 
I want you to know. It's like, there's no pressure for you to fall asleep. I'm going to be here for an hour to keep you company and to kind of walk at your side to talk to you across the bedroom, uh, to be here while you fall asleep. This is more of the podcast that's here while you fall asleep than so much it puts you to sleep. It's like I'm trying to take your mind off of stuff uh, to keep you company as you drift off, uh, as you slip through my fingers. Uh, so no pressure to fall asleep, no pressure to listen either. I shouldn't be talking about anything super interesting, especially I just recorded the episode. So I say, well, if you're interested in the history of the podcast, you could listen during the day or listen to one of the interviews I've done and other podcasts or radio shows. Uh, or yeah, but, but it's, it's a pretty meandering memory journey. Um, and I think it'll, I think it'll help you get off, uh, uh, so you don't need to listen to me. Don't need to pay attention. And I don't know. I mean, I think one of the sh- things I strive for when I make this uh, podcast is, uh, yeah, to cre- to try to at least uh, evoke a spirit of not just sort of friendship or companionship or that I'm here to help and to take your mind off of stuff, uh, but evoke a silly spirit. It doesn't. Ha- it could be a childlike spirit, or it could be you know adults goof around too. Uh, like adults crack up uh, and say, <laughs> I can't, like you start laughing uncontrollably sometimes. Uh, so I'm not trying to get that far. I'm just trying to say, hey, wow, this is a little bit silly. This is a little bit goofy. And I, I was earlier talking about the word devoid. And I say, well, devoid of pressure, uh, devoid of seriousness, and uh, devoid of com- you know comprehensible points for some people. Uh, for some people, but then when I think about devoid, and I think about when I was a kid, I guess it, yeah, I already am wrong. I thought there was a pizza, the pizza, one of the pizza companies that delivered pizzas. I thought they had a character named Denoid, but I think it was the Noid. But I guess you could say the Noid. Like that's what I was thinking is, oh, that character was named Denoid, and it was I think it was the N O I D. In my as my memory serves me, the Noid looked a bit like a jester uh, that you might see in uh, more in the maybe a Renaissance style jester. I may be reaching here, or like a, a glorified uh, maybe turn of the century asking pictures of New Orleans and Mardi Gras uh, jesters. I mean, I don't think an actual jester would say, well, I don't look like that's not what I want to be portrayed as, but not like a not, not negative, but not like, so the Noid was a bit like that. Uh, and I forget what the Noid, like, I don't know if the Noid, even before the Noid, there was a, with, uh, the Golden Arches had a character, uh, the ham, ham bungler, but it was different where he went and went and like took hamburgers and I don't think the, but I think actually the Noid, if you took the real name of the ham bungler, I think that's what the Noid was. The Noid was like, uh, is it, what are those things called? Uh, uh, like uh, the Noid was a bit of a, a pizza glitcher. Like he, I don't think he worked for the pizza company. Uh, but what, what they said, I think it was an attempt at a myth, myth, mythologizing pizza delivery. Uh, like I never, they should have come out. I mean, if I, if they had a time, if I had a time machine, I'd go to their company and say, Hey, have a seat. Let me tell you how this is going to work. We're going to have a children's book, uh, in a podcast. Uh, the his- maybe this could be a podcast episode, the history of the Noid. But the short version is like once upon a time, there was a, like a great invention, pizza. Then there was a greater invention, delivering it to your homesteads and castles and such. Uh, but with all great things, you know, with great power comes, you know, stuff. Uh, and they said, in, in the, like, out of the whatever, out of the freaking miasma, whatever came the noids. Uh, this was just one particular, it was the noid. So I don't know if it was the most famous Noid or a representative Noid or there was only one. If there was only one, it was really busy. I guess they said, well, that's what you used to do. Now let's just put you on TV. And uh, so I guess maybe they just said, uh, maybe it was just one, like it was the Milwaukee Noid. 
And they said, well, you're the only one in existence, but we're going to pretend you exist everywhere. Sorry, I went off the mythology trained part. But, you know, they said everyone in this kingdom was happy getting their pizzas delivered until the noids came. And they would, at some point between when the pizza left the responsible corporate partner with only the customer's pleasure and enjoyment in mind, and the responsible delivery driver, you know, who wanted to be fairly tipped for their time, uh, at some point in there, for most companies, there was a Noid. Is this what the Noid's backstory was? And uh, what the Noid liked to do is mess up pizza before you ate it, uh, somewhere in that process. And every, then everyone was frowny-faced, and they said, what did I just spend 26 bucks on? And then came a great and shining, uh, you know, you know, whatever, megacore, they said... Uh, like in shining armor and said, well, we, we were the same ones that had the uh, insulated delivery bag. And now we've taken it. We're going to avoid, we avoid the noise. You know, we have boxes, we have things, uh, to avoid. That was their big catchphrase, avoid the noid. And I guess if there was a poetic version of this podcast, it'd say devoid of, uh, I don't know what it'd say. (laughs) Devoid of noise? I don't know. A place devoid. I guess that would be it. Sleep With Me podcast. A place devoid of sense and sensibility, and uh, but a seriousness. And there probably is a lot more about the noise I could go on about, but really what I wanted to summarize is that, yeah, this is a place uh, like where the noise, if you were getting a pizza delivered or you lived in that kingdom, you'd be, you wouldn't be happy about it. Uh, and I guess I would tickle the noid if I said, well, here's the thing, uh, like you're making a commercial about these noids and you're taking all these precautions, you said, like double checking the pizza before you put it in the box, uh, it confirming the order and then walking slowly to your car and putting in a flat, you know, what if I just tickle the noid and they say, wait a second, you mean we wouldn't have to double check our orders, wouldn't have to drive and walk reasonably wouldn't have to make sure everything's on a flat surface. They say, no, not, no problem. I got, I save you tons of money. I'll come to your stores and I'll tickle all the, I'll tickle all the noids in town. I'm like the Pied Piper of noids. And then they'd say, do you have any referrals? And I said, oh yeah, remember, if you ever heard of the Milwaukee noid, uh, I took, tickled that, uh, tickled that in Milwaukee noid pink, uh, and uh, made it really like, uh, now now lives with uh, a nana there on the waterfront, uh, just chilling. And she tickles it uh, and pets it. Uh, and, you know, we're working on more. Anyway, it's a big it's a big project, but I'll tickle your noids. Oh, boy, never mind. Uh, so, but I'm here to do make something like that. Uh, it's a bit silly, like that idea. Say, well, why, uh, what if I just tickle the noids? Uh, this is a little bit lighter version of that, where I just try to keep you company and barely make you smile. And I would pause it if you're new. Did you? I mean, were you think? Were, were you picturing? You say, "What is this noise? This is a just pizza jester." Uh, we, oh, we have those where I come from. We call them pizza jesters. And I say, "Yeah, this was like a trademarkable name or something. I don't know, but uh, yeah, I, maybe that could be actually that could be a position. I would like to do that. Uh, be, be a pizza jester." I think when I, but so anyway, I'm, I'm here to be your sleepy pizza jester, uh, and do a little bit of jesting, uh, to, to try to, uh, I can't, I don't think I have the power to make your evening devoid of seriousness, uh, but maybe I could just lighten it a little bit. Um, maybe I could just make your shoulders unwind a little bit more, make that bed just a little bit, tuck you in there. Uh, Cause as I said, I've been there. I appreciate you checking the show out. I appreciate you giving me your time. I work very hard on this show. It doesn't work for everybody, but give it a few tries. That's what everyone that listens says. Uh, uh, but I really hope and, and I really yearn that I can help you fall asleep. Uh, so thanks again for checking the show out. And here's a couple ways we keep the show going. Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble, getting to sleep, trouble, staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep. We do with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. 
you go ahead and get comfy wherever you are. I'm, I'm here to help. Uh, I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to do is I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night. No, wait, wait, sorry, I tried a little new thing there. If you're a regular listener, if you're new, I wanted you to get comfortable. Uh, so, so get in bed, turn out the lights, and press away. I'll do the rest. What I'm going to attempt to do is create a safe place where you could set aside whatever is keeping you awake, whether it's uh, thoughts, uh, feelings, uh, physical sensations, time, temperature, changes, uh, you know, changes in routine. You know, if it's stuff you're thinking about, stuff you're feeling physically, or stuff, uh, you know, on your emotions uh, that's bubbling up or more than that, whatever it is, I'd like to take your mind off of that. And if you're new... It's the show's very different, uh, and it's going to take like uh, there's also there's a long intro, but this is part of the show. Uh, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to send my voice across the deep dark night. I'm going to use lulling, soothing, creaky dulcet tones, pointless meanders, uh, tangents, rustified tangents, dulcet, creaky dulcet tones, and other things. Uh, but mostly I'm going to be here for you. That's why I have the show come out twice a week. I work very hard. Because uh, right up front, I want to tell you, I, be- I believe you deserve a good night's sleep. And when I started making the show, I was searching for something a little bit different. So definitely, if you've been, if you tried other stuff, if you have something that works for you, that's great. This one's a little bit different. If you're looking for a silly story in a friend in the deep, dark night, that's why I use the term. Because for me, it can feel pretty... Uh, uh, like, like I, I just feel like I say, geez, I wish there was someone here to keep me company, to take my mind mind off of stuff, uh, to tell me a silly story. And that's where I'm going to do with the show. But it's also like having a friend over that does a lot of talking and that doesn't really get, it takes a while to get to the story. And your friends, like, I, I'm a little bit different. I don't know, like, I'm open to that, uh. And so if my imaginary friend is a little bit different than I'm describing here. Uh, so, yeah, it'll take a, take a while to get anywhere. I'll go off topic. I'll get confused. I have creaky dulcet tones, which you say, well, I, n- I never heard of cre- creaky dulcet tones. It's a little bit different, too, to say, okay. But main message is I'm here to help, but this doesn't work for everybody, but also doesn't make a lot of sense. So if you kick back... And maybe kind of say, okay, let me put on my passive view passive viewfinder. I don't know what that is, but maybe I'll come back to that passive viewfinder. It sounds like something that fits the podcast. Uh, but you, okay, let me see, because I was trying to set that up. So I'm going to send my voice across the deep track, and I'm going to use the long, soothing tones, creaky dulcets, pointless meanders. Unfinished metaphors, strange subject changes. But here's the thing. Uh, here's structurally what to expect, expect if you're new. The show starts off with a few minutes of business. That's how we keep the show going. If you're new, it's not super important, but it, it, it try to put as much of it at the top of the show and between the intro and the story as it can. Uh, so thank you for, for sitting through that. Uh, then we have an intro. Now, the intro is kind of part of the podcast. Now, some people will fall asleep during this while I explain what the podcast is for 12 minutes. It also kind of, if you, after your first or second try, you might say, okay, maybe this isn't the podcast for me. Uh, where some people say, okay, this, oh, I didn't realize that. The, the intro kind of is his attempt to explain the podcast unsuccessfully 700 times. Uh, for 12 minutes. And now I get it. I can totally relax. Uh, the pressure's off. Because uh, I don't really really have a huge pressure on myself. I say, let's just do our best to explain what the podcast is. So far, we haven't been, even though we've made the show and we make the show, we haven't really been able to capture, totally understand why it works. I mean, I know some of the pieces that work. Uh, but that's what I try to uh, spend the intro expo- exploring and say, okay. Maybe it's this. So that'll be an intro. Some listeners, you know, get ready for bed listening to it. There's a poll somewhere I saw recently, and it feels like uh, maybe 60% of people fall asleep during the intro, and maybe another uh, 33, 33% or 34% uh, get ready for bed during the intro. 
Uh, so that's kind of, you know, that's how people use it. Or some people you listen to it during the day to, to cool down, unwind, to have a little day, daytime break. But that's the intro. Then we'll have a story, a bedtime story. Uh, we'll be doing our serial series, serial episodically modular series that you can listen to in nearly any order. Uh, the Stan Chronicles, Nuns in Space. And mo- mostly heavy on the stand. My best friend and a freestyle soda machine and an Android. Or, or I don't know, actually know. Stan's a uh, binary being. Hey, that's what I would say. I don't know if I'd say Stan's a digital being or an analog being, because I have to define those words. But more than an Android. Uh, I, I don't know if the, remember that ba- there was a band in the eighties, nineties, I think it was, uh, and they sang a song "More Than Words," uh, more than draw. How about that? Does his BB eight, BB eighty eight, BB eight uh, ever done any karaoke? Because they could, or what about C three PO? What if C three PO has a secret hobby karaoke? I can see that of all the characters. You'd say, who has a secret karaoke? Like, that's their hobby. That's how they unwind when no one else is around. Talk about talk about Star Wars fanfic. <laughs> but seriously, if you're a Star Wars fan or even a casual consumer of Star Wars, you'd say, who would you see throwing back some tunes? Uh, maybe sing- singing some Barbara, then some Bette. And maybe some Carol King, you know, then maybe moving into some Barry Manilow or, or you know, then doing some, then bouncing around, doing some Sia, I would say, but, you know, Titanium. I could see the irony of C-3PO singing that song. Maybe in the middle, like maybe in a, like a heated Star Trek scene. When they say, okay, well, we're not going to have any news, you know, we got eight hours off. Like maybe in the last one when they're just, uh, you know, they're waiting to run out of gas, but they haven't run out of gas yet. It, there was a lot of downtime. I'm I'm pretty sure C-3PO was on that ship, but I'd have to check my records. But they said, okay, 3PO, you know, we got whatever. We got 48 hours till we run out of gas. Uh and we're still working on a plan. Why don't you take some downtime? You know, go, go into sleep mode. And I don't do a C-3PO, uh, what do you call that? Inner, whatever, where you pretend you're C-3PO. But it's a, because I'm no, I'm no Anthony Daniels. So believe me, I've been told that too. Uh, and I don't know if that's who plays C-3PO. But so, you know, then C-3PO says, oh, sure, you know, no problem. You know, yeah, I got to go uh, work on... What is, what is it? protocol? You know, I get. I'm going to check out the latest protocol releases, and, and you know, just thumb through those, then put them in. You know, my, uh, you know, download those and, and go into sleep mode. And of course, R2 knows all this because maybe R2 would shoot out a microphone for sure. This would happen. I mean, come on, you're listening to me. You can see it happening because it happens, just not in the scenes they filmed in the movie. Yeah, so then R2 shoots a microphone out, C-3PO catches it. This is in like a broom closet or something. And he says, you know, I think he probably would start with C, because that would warm up his, if he was going to go for anything higher, like C is right in a good range to warm your voice up. If you have creaky dulcet tones, I can't sing on the podcast, especially copyrighted songs. I think I was saying, though, has anyone sung a song uh, oh, what was the song? It was Gary Sharon. So, so I already forgot the point that led me into this, which was trying to make a point about how long the intros are. Oh, and then that we were singing a so, so, so uh, what is that song? What was that band called? Uh, this is really how my brain works. I'm drawing a total blank. Uh, but it, there was a ba- there was a band and they sang a song. And then I said, what if there was a droid version of it? But it left my brain. It, as soon as C-3PO got into my brain and started singing Sia, and on Eagle, it's not on Eagle's Wings, but that's I think that's a church song, but maybe C-3PO would do that too. And then he would transition into, uh, you know, did you ever know you're my hero? And he would sing that to R2, and R2, you know, they I don't know if they do it necessarily, do, they probably do one duet, because this is C-3PO's thing. 
Ertu's thing is being cute and adorable. So maybe I'll remember that song. But so, what was my, oh, I was talking about Stan, my best friend, who's not an android. Droids. It was something droids, but it didn't rhyme. I don't know. Uh, I can't, I can't think of that song or the, oh, it was, I almost saw the name of the band. I know Gary Sharon was in it cause he left and became like a singer of Van Halen. And to be honest, I have no idea how that worked out. I mean, I could know, I could guess, but, uh, but so what was it? Oh, I almost had it again. I think they're, maybe they were called extreme, even though they weren't extreme, they were, were extremely unextreme. More than words. That was it. Thank you, brain. We eventually got there, but I think that may, may have been free association. I'm the first person that's used free association to remember something they were talking about four minutes ago. But yeah, what if, well, I guess, yeah, maybe if BB-8 and R2 were the uh, the audience for 3PO, he would sing more than droids. Like he'd say, you know, because he'd be out of character because he'd be in relax mode, chill mode, not 3PO mode. And he'd sing more than, he'd say, I rewrote, wrote, rewrote this song for the two of you. Uh, and he'd, and then maybe at some point, I can see him performing at one point or another. Like Luke would probably be amused by it. Leia for sure. Maybe at her bedside when she wasn't feeling so hot, he's saying that to her. But droids really meant, you know, that he was expressing that it was a beyond, she's more than a droid to him. But that song is more than words. So I was thinking more than droids. It's all you ever beep and bloop to you. And I wouldn't, you know, whatever. We could, it, could, it would easily be done. So that's, uh, that's, so, so then there's a story, bedtime story. And then after that is, uh, some thank yous and stuff between the intro and the story are, uh, is business usually. And that's how we keep the show going as well. So you can find all that at our website. Um, and so you don't need to listen to the show. I guess it was, so that was the structure of the show. It only took me about 14 minutes to describe the structure of the show. Cause we had a little C3PO karaoke. Well, here's another question though. Go off topic again. If you have a memory, like is it karaoke or is it something else? Like if you don't have to read the words, like they're in your brain, you're in your system. I mean, some people do karaoke and they have songs memorized, but they're human. I mean, I guess I'm not trying to I'm not trying to draw a line here, three PO, like between humans and uh, you know uh, solid state or you know platter drive beings. I'm just saying if you have every lyric in your head. I guess it's still karaoke. Maybe. I don't know. Or is it a tribute? You, you, you know, we should get uh, Tenacious D to weigh in on this and maybe sing that droid song with C-3PO because they have the kind of pull that maybe they could get in the next Star Wars movie. You know, or we could do the, it could, you know, if you want to do a short like uh, Ways Droids Chill, a Star Wars story. A very short one. It doesn't, you know, they don't all have to be an hour and a half plus feature films. This could be one that, uh, or if you're, you know, you say, well, we're looking for something to take the heat off of us. Again, I've offered this service to other movie companies. I'll write that movie. I'll put my name on it. Right before a release, you just say, you know, Ackerman, he just did what he wanted to. He had his own artistic or tour vision. Originally, it's supposed to be about a, a Hoth or something. He comes, you know, it's too late now. We got to release it. It's called uh, How Droids Chill. And, uh, you know, but, uh, and, and then you say, okay, well, that was our, makes everything else look gold. As golden as a shined C-3PO at the big karaoke contest, the secret karaoke contest the droids have. Maybe, in the, yeah, other droids do have dance-offs. To answer that question, that naturally came up. And, yeah, of course there's other things. But we'll talk about that when that movie's released in 20 Never. So, uh, so it's a structure show. You, no pressure to listen, no pressure to fall asleep. I'm, I appreciate you coming by. 
you sure you picked it? Here's the thing. I'm sure you picked up on it. It's silly stuff, uh, but it's friendly stuff. Doesn't work for everybody. But I will posit, you know, maybe you either stopped listening. So if you're still listening, did it take your mind? Like, who C-3PO singing Bat Midler. Isn't that a little bit comforting? Preferable to whatever else was on your mind. In the story coming up here, we have a, a freestyle soda machine who is my version of, uh, he's, he, he's not a protocol droid, but he, you know, Stan, he's my co-pilot and best. Oh no, I'm Stan's co-pilot at this point, my commander and, and best friend. But yeah, give this podcast a shot. Uh, see if it helps. I'm really appreciated, appreciative that you came by and checked it out. Uh, and I truly believe you could deserve a good night's sleep. I work very hard on this show because I want to help. Uh, thanks for coming by. And here's a couple of ways we keep the show going. Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to do is send my voice across the deep, dark night and uh, try to take your mind off whatever is keeping you awake, whether it's uh, thoughts, uh, feelings, uh, physical sensations, uh, travel for you or someone else, uh, changes in schedule, you know, routine changes or, cha- you know, changes in routine you know, no, you know what kind of change doesn't get any credit? Routine changes. They say, those kind of changes say, well, I'm not getting, you know, I mean, I guess the grandmothers would say, change your underwear. It's kind of a routine change. I, do, I hope so. Uh, but it, the routine change, other than with grandmothers and nanas, who really don't give credit, they just kind of remove credit. Uh, maybe we'll come back to that and give routine changes Give routine changes the credit they're finally due, if I remember. I'm crossing my fingers. Uh, But this is for changes in your routine or, you know, changes, you know, whatever's keeping you awake, I'd like to distract you from that. And to keep you company uh, here tonight, uh, to be your friend. Now, the way I'm going to do it is a bit different than other, other, I guess I'd say other sleep things. Uh, I'm just laughing because I said, well, what else is it? But it's a bit different. So don't too, if you're new, don't try too hard to make sense of this podcast or even to like it. Just say, kind of view it as a, a new, if you can, view it as a neutral object here for it to put you to sleep and see how it goes. Because I'm going to use creaky dulcet tones, which takes some adjusting, pointless meanders, lots of those, going off topic, off tangent, not making sense. Of uh, fill, filler words, uh, I have filler words full of filler. You see, w- Scroots, tell me the content of your filler words. Are they just letters with extra, you know? And I say, well, do, uh, you know, because then they say, I try to push the sawdust, uh, you know, with my feet. I say, no, uh, and they say, grade Z. Scroots, why do you have four pallets of grade Z flour? And, you know, it's nine pallets of sawdust. Is that filler for your fill? Do you fill your filler words with filler? And I say, fill her up with filler words. That's the Sleep With Me podcast slogan. And so I'm going to use filler words. But here's the thing. I'm going to, I'm your, your boar friend, your boar bay, your boar cuz, your boar sib, your barbara, your boar bud, whatever you're comfortable with, boar cuz. Uh, boar bestie, maybe I'll earn that title uh, for, you know, the few, the proud, the boar bays. Uh, or I could just be your boar, uh, bo- like boar, eh, like I'm fine with that. That's really a success for me. You see, well, describe your relationship with the scooter that you passively listen to at night. Uh, would you consider him your boar friend? Eh, boar friend, boar bud, man, boar bud, man, eh. What words would you describe uh, your relationship with? Uh, boar. It's like a bore. Bore. You know. Eh. Oh, okay. We got it. We we understand now. Now, if you're new, you might not understand. So let me. Uh, I already forgot what I crossed my fingers for. So, by the way, uh, but so if you're new, it, you, here's the thing. Because I said, why are my fingers crossed? I think I thought of something that I was going to talk about. 
It wasn't filler words, though. Oh, routine changes. So I remembered that. So I do go off topic a lot if you're new. Here's the structure show. Show starts off with a few minutes of business. That's how we keep the show going and free. And if you're new, it's not super important. If you're a regular listener, pretty important. Especially if you're a listener that falls asleep on, in the intro and listens like five or six nights a week. But if you're new, no big deal. Then there's an the intro. The intro is it is not an advertisement. It's a show within a show. If you're new, it's a show you may not you may not want to stick around for, or you may not want to pay attention to, and that's the kind of thing. Like uh, a large number of people listen to it as they're getting ready for bed and unwinding. Some listeners fall asleep during it. Uh, other people listen during the day, and some people skip over it. There's no wrong way to use the intro, but it's a long. I would say it's aptly described as a long, drawn-out intro. Something I could say in two minutes, I'm pointlessly meandering. I wouldn't say pointlessly meandering. I mean, I'm here for a point to put you to sleep, and not getting to the point is how what I do. So it's more like I'm demonstrating. We, we always talk about this. My incompetence, my competence by incompetence, or my incompetency for competency makes me competent. And here's another thing that actually makes me confident. I'm pretty sure for people that it works for, if you give it two or three tries, I hope I can help you. So the intro is uh, where I try to describe what the show is and don't succeed. Uh, it neither puts you to sleep or hopefully it sets up the mood where you know what you're in for. Goofing around and tangential thinking and filler words, <laughs> stuff with filler. That's bonus filler, by the way. You know, grade Z flour and sawdust. I was going to say they don't grow on trees, but I realized that they both grow. Um, but so that's the intro. Then there's a little bit of business between the show, the intro and the show. Then there's the, the show. Tonight, uh, it'll be an episode of talking about an episode of Star Trek The Next Generation, barely, in a way that doesn't really, you say, huh, that's that was a TV show, that was an episode of Star Trek The Next Generation where Wesley had a dorm room. Is that all that happened? Well, there was a lot that took place in that dorm room. Are you sure it was a dorm room? Well, let me look that up and see. Uh, that would be short for dormitory. So that'll be what the coverage of Next Generation will be like. It'll be friendly. It'll be, you know, it'll be to put you to sleep. Now, here's a strange quirk of the show. You're under no pressure to fall asleep because there are listeners that I'm here for till the very end. What, so whether you're awake or asleep, I'm going to be your companion in the deep, dark night. I'm going to be here uh, giving it my all. Uh, so you can fall asleep whenever you wish, but don't feel any pressure. I'll be here to keep you company for an hour plus. And there's two, uh, you know, two episodes a week, an uh, hour plus. So you could string them back to back if you need to. Uh, so I'm here to help. And... There's also, I think I clearly demonstrated it, but you really don't need to listen to me or pay any attention. Or as the grandmothers would say, don't pay him any mind. Uh, he's a bad boy. He was, he's not a bad boy. He, he's a not bad boy. We haven't used that to describe me, but that was how I've always been described. Right when they're, they lick their thumb and they wipe something off my face. This has happened to me so many times, right when I say... Hey, I just made you laugh. What do you think about you and I uh, go, you know, going out sometime? Then a uh, grandmother appears, licks her thumb, tries to put down my cowlicks on my head that don't go down, wipes off my face. They say, oh, you're here with a little Andrew. Uh, oh, you look like you're in the bad boys. He's a not bad boy. He's not a bad boy. He's not bad. Uh and then, that, so that's what, at least that's what happens in my brain. Okay, so what I was saying, you, you don't need to listen to me. I'm here to keep you company. The structure of the show, I think that's everything you need to know. Uh, but I also like to do some low-power empowerment here, like uh, like a trickle charge. Uh, and I was thinking about what we said, like routine changes really don't get, they, they could use a little extra empowerment maybe. Because uh, you have changes in the routine. They can, you know, you say, well, school year starts or the change in the weather. And then there's uh, changes in your routine. 
then if your routine changes, that's a little bit different, only in the sense, I think if your routine changes, that says, well, I'm going to switch it up here. Like a change in your routine maybe is an external force. Routine changes is when you say, I'm changing my routine. A subtle difference. But then there's a third thing, like a routine changes, which are changes that are just like one would be we the routine changes may say changes that are taken for granted. And I would say, let me pat you on the back, routine changes. And I could see the moon raising its hand if it had a hand to raise and say, hey, what about me? And I'd say, yeah, you probably don't get it. I mean, you get a lot of credit. Uh, and some may say you get too much credit. But at the same time, yeah, we do kind of take you for granted, moon. And you really are impressive, in my opinion. And I don't believe that. I mean, I believe that sometimes I see it as a routine change when it's really amazing. Also, no offense, Moon, I don't mean to quibble, but you're not actually changing. It's just our way of, it's really the sun and the earth. Uh, so I don't know if you should be getting, any, like, you're just kind of out there. Oh, sorry. Uh, I think Moon just shed a tear. Come here. Come on in, Moon. Yeah, good night, Moon. Maybe we could move on to an, Are there any other routine changes here to get credit? Changing underwear, we covered that. So you can move on. Uh, socks changes, uh, running out of cereal. That's a little bit too. I don't know if that is a routine change. Uh, okay. Grocery shopping. That's too, that's too, you know, I don't want to think about that. I mean, I'll tell you all the, all the other changes we may make that I may forget about, uh, that I don't take for granted. I'll just make a blanket apology in the form of an ode, uh, cause I haven't done any odes. Oh, routine changes. Oh, how we take them for granted. Low are your feelings like the moon high in the night sky. Uh, which is the best example of uh, st- um, the moon may feel underappreciated and that it's a brilliant night sky when we could see it. Uh, and when we imagine that the moon is doing that itself uh, of its own volition and not that the sun and the earth and some shadow stuff is doing it. Uh, uh, and I'm just kidding, moon. When I give you a hard time, that means we're friends. Uh, oh, moon. Oh, planet. Are you a planetary object? Uh, you, oh, you know who, you know, moon who would say, hold the phone will be Pluto. I mean, I guess it's at this point in my life, it's a routine change. Every few years, they say, planetoid, planet. And you, who would think that that would become a routine change that you would even forget about? You'd say, well, I'm not, I've, I've not bothered anymore. I'll wait till I, someone corrects me when I say, oh, there's nine planets. No, actually. You say, oh, there's ten. No, actually. It's not a planet. And, and, and some people say, Scooch, you imagine that whole thing. Pluto's been, I say, well, that's great news for Pluto. I guess that there's no routine change when it comes to you. Also, the moon is kind of uh, saying it needs more. T- oh, moon, don't be sad. We really love your changes. Uh, they stir so much in us, moon. Uh, and let us know the feeling in our heart. Uh, the brilliance uh, on your pale skin awakens in us uh, uh, something deeper, something that dances in the nightly splendor, uh, bathed in your light, O oh, moon. There is nothing mundane about you, and sorry we took you for granted, all the earthlings, uh, people here. Also, with the asterisks and the hard work of the sun and the earth and, and whatever other stuff. Uh, and, but all credit goes to you, Moon. Anyway, I got to get back. Sorry, Moon. I got a, I got a podcast I'm in the middle of the intro for. It can't really make it. Can, and I, sorry, Pluto. I do not have time to make amends on behalf of Earth uh, or astronomy. You'll have, we'll get back to you one day. Okay, everybody, I'm back. Uh, Never, don't, uh, engaged personified planetoids. Whoop, I just slip of the tongue there. Sorry, Pluto.
uh, heavenly heavenly objects. Don't have to get all heavenly objects. I'll get back to you soon. Right now, I get back to the sweet heavenly ears of this listener. So I'm here to help. Uh, podcast a little bit different. Clearly, I think you just uh, I displayed that. Uh, but give it a few tries. See if it helps. I've been there. That's why I make this show tossing and turning. And not able to sleep. And I believe you deserve a good night's sleep. You've earned it being out there in the world. I'm laughing because I could see the moon and Pluto peeking in. Saying, what about our... I said, you've earned your odes, moon and Pluto. Uh, but this isn't the ode cast. Uh, the big podcast of odes uh, to objects. Uh, but I'm glad you're here. I hope I, I yearn and I strive and I really want to help you fall asleep. Thanks so much uh, for coming by. And here's a couple of ways we keep the show going.